people. Welcome back to the show. My guest today requires no introduction, and that's primarily because I haven't seen his face and don't know his name. But you know him as your favorite inappropriate Twitter uncle and Stack and Sats spirit guide, American Hodel. Or is it American Hodel? I don't know. I've always preferred Hodel for some reason. Anyways, I just thought it would be cool to connect with this guy. I love his tweets. I find his humor amazing on Twitter, and uh, I thought it would be fun to get together and chat. We talk about a lot of different stuff, from psychedelics to what's happening politically and socially, and of course, lots about Bitcoin. So part of that will be in the Rapid Fire episode that's about 30 minutes long. The other part, uh, the bulk of our conversation, is in the Further Discussion episode that's about an hour and a half long. So if you want to hear more of that, you can download uh, that episode afterwards. Anyways, that is all. Enjoy. If you had to explain to uh, like your grandmother, elderly person, 80-year-old, what Bitcoin was, or if you have done so, what, what do you usually say or what would you say? Bitcoin is digital gold. Okay. How long after you first heard of it did you, did you uh, start learning about it or purchase it? I think you touched on that earlier. Three years. Which really? fucking was was a lot of wasted time. Oh, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm I think I was even longer. But so you you how did you first hear about it? Do you even remember? So I I heard about it from um, Duncan Trussell on the Joe Rogan podcast. Really? Because uh, Duncan, yeah, because Duncan Trussell was talking about people buying drugs on Silk Road and bitcoins, and then I you know me and my friend were like, let's buy some drugs on the Silk Road. And we, you know, we never got around to it because we were scared about sending drugs through the mail. Yeah, <laughs> because that's a federal, federal thing. <laughs> so I didn't do it. I didn't look into it. And uh, yeah, that was a real blown opportunity. And then when I heard about it, you know, he came back to me at the bar and was like, "Hey, man, you know that Bitcoin thing? It hit thirteen hundred dollars." I was like, I was despondent. Yeah. I spent the rest of my night nursing my nursing my beer and just being thinking about what could have been. And then you know that hangover from that experience took me about a year and a half to get over. Yeah. So it's. And I think that, everybody needs three, three or four touches before they finally get in, involved and invest in Bitcoin. And when you finally took the plunge, was it purely out of speculation because it was had such a run, and you thought it could do that again, or did, were you starting to kind of see fundamentals? I'll tell you a fun story. So we went to the uh, Christmas of 2014. We went to the uh, casino to play blackjack, and I was pretty drunk, and I took a Xanax, and I was playing kind of lights out, <laughs> meaning. <laughs> just no inhibitory control of my neocortex and uh i i went in with 200 bucks and i left with 5,000 bucks and i was like you know what i feel like i'm still gambling or i feel like i want to still gamble and so i went i got a coinbase account and i bought five thousand dollars worth of bitcoin which what, at the time night? was i don't know tw- yeah that night so at the time or no it took a few days to get the money in but you know it was uh, at the Holy time shit. i bought it that was 23 bitcoins um, so the crazy thing, what's the price? Of, so I went in with 200 bucks to the casino today. Those 23 bitcoins are worth what? Like $250,000 or something. Yeah, something so like that. That's a 200 to $250,000 return. Uh, I just had to stop, stop by the casino on the way there. But yet when, when I put my money in, I was like, uh, my father is going to fucking kill me if I don't have enough. But I don't have any reasoning behind this investment. So I, I went and started doing my research. And that's when I had my holy shit moment. But yeah, it came from just a wild oh, that is fer- so fervor funny, man. of speculation. Fuck. I, I often like think about those early days. And I guess a lot of people were in our situation where we wanted to buy drugs. And that's how we first heard about it. But yeah. uh, 
but all those people that were on the Silk Road, buyers and sellers, that you know, just by default ended up when that got shut down, just had their bags, but their bags were of Bitcoin, and these were, you know, I guess people that wanted to somewhat hedonistic, somewhat expand their minds, somewhat entrepreneurial, risk, you know, risk on sort of people, yep. and uh, you know, now they're probably sitting pretty damn. Pretty damn pretty, you know, as a result of that uh, couple year ex- endeavor in their lives. It what goes to the whole thing about how Bitcoin changes you, you know, because it's like now I would fucking never gamble my Bitcoins. They're the most precious resource in the world to me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't take as much risk anymore. I, I sort of work my day job and I continue to stack uh, sats and, you know, just buy Bitcoin. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally different from when I first entered this journey. It's the true hero's journey you know yeah and you i like your your post when you do the screenshots because and the, the stack sats me meme is so great because every time i do it i'm like i feel like kind of cloak and dagger ish like people yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh man like people are letting like are letting i can still do this like people are <laughs> letting me do this you know like it's not i'm not competing with anyone really to do this right now yeah. Well, this is why I think that, you know, a lot of Bitcoiners right now are still working in their day jobs and accumulating. And I think after we see the next big run up, you know, the next bull run that's going to we all, I think, feel is going to occur very, you know, or we're in it now and it's going to be the next few years. After that, I think we're going to unlock a lot of people's energy and time. Like, I know I'm probably going to quit right. what I'm doing and go full time at Bitcoin and, you know, create Bitcoin businesses and different ways to get Bitcoin because, it, you know, it's not gonna, if the price of a Bitcoin is three hundred thousand dollars, it's not going to be as easy to stack sats, you know. Yeah, no, I I agree, man. Right. I thought about that too, and I'm I'm super excited about. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Kind of unlocking uh, potential creativity and stuff when people are kind of uh, relieved from you know immediate or midterm concerns, or maybe maybe forever concerns about totally. uh, finances, and they can really just dive into whatever you know sets them on fire. Um, totally. Bitcoin's biggest vulnerability, if it has one. Uh, Bitcoin's biggest vulnerability is... Man, that's hard to answer. (laughs) I don't think it it has any. I use the standard boilerplate thing that everybody says, which is, you know, maybe there's some bug that we haven't seen in the code, yada, yada. But uh, I don't believe that's true. I think that we've tested the shit out of the code you know we might get a bug on an upgrade and that could be a big vulnerability but you know we can always port the utxo set if something happens so i don't think you can kill bitcoin i don't think it has any major vulnerabilities left i mean this thing has been living in the wild of the internet for a decade and people have been attacking it from every which way you don't think the nsa has tried to attack bitcoin of course they have right right (laughs) i mean you don't think people at mit have tried to attack bitcoin of course they have the smartest people in the world have tried to break this system, and nobody can break it yet. Yeah. Maybe quantum is a, is a thing, but I think personally, I think the quantum incentive, because Bitcoin's incentives are so powerful, will be to mine right. quantum, quantumly, right. you know, instead I mean, of attack the system. It's hard to imagine that there's an incentive to attack beyond like you know a state actor reason, right? Like yeah, every, any, and even any, then you have you have the prisoner's dilemma of the states are not going to all coordinate with each other, right? right. You know. So um, they'd have to all coordinate in unison to kill Bitcoin. And, you know, what, maybe they could shut off the global Internet for like a week, but we have the Blockstream satellite. So I, what, the, what are they going to do? Yeah, Nothing. yeah. I <laughs> agree. Know? I agree. Um, do you think central banks will ever 
buy Bitcoin for reserves or and if yeah, so think, when I think or, they're buying. I think they're now. I think you, it's happening right now. You think it's happening? You know, the Fed doesn't have to. Re- yeah, the Fed doesn't have to release their minutes test for four, four years. So I think the Fed is buying. I think the um, IMF is buying. I think they're starting to buy. I mean, they fucking should. If you can print as much money as you I know, want, right? I mean, why, why wouldn't you? Well, they're definitely not buying over exchanges. You know, they're probably doing private deals with big, uh, big whales and things. Right. You know, so if the Fed is buying in a significant way, we're going to see it. Um, you know, we're going to see it in the price. So yeah. right now, it's probably not significant. It's probably they're doing some very minor buys across the board. But I, I think it's happening right now. Right. I would bet, and I bet you the. The people inside the Fed personally hold Bitcoin themselves. They have to. Interesting. Um, biggest mistake you've made with Bitcoin? Selling any ever for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, early, early on back in 2015, you know, I spent a few bit because there was this meme of like spend and replace. And I would be like, oh, I'll spend it and replace it in six months. And then the price would rise and I didn't get to replace it, you know. So I probably could have had my hands on. 10 more bitcoins than i currently do yeah which is a hundred thousand dollars so uh yeah yeah <laughs> that's a big all, mistake all, all those mistakes sting man i mean i wasn't even thinking in terms of spend replace at that point i was just like wow this new internet money is so cool like i'm gonna buy this with it and send it here and you know like right it was just way more frivolous with it or you know like loose with it than you than i should have been and that anyone would be today i think but you know at that time it was like you know the intrigue of just having a new form of money under your control that like people were actually accepting and you could you know you could send it somewhere and like it would be there instantaneously and you could i don't know if it's a piece of software or you know hardware wallet or whatever it is i think the other mistake was probably not stacking more vigorously back in 2015 well because i was still you know i was still being safe and i was like I'm going to put a responsible amount of money in this. <laughs> I've just been like, fuck it. I'm going to put, I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to sell everything I got. I'm going all in. Yeah. Uh, now every penny, right? Um, now I'm much, now I'm much more reckless. Although I still, you know, it hurts my soul as a hardcore maximalist to say that I have any exposure to the equities and bonds market, but I do because, you know, I'm not willing to make my family poor on the off chance I'm wrong. Right. So well, fair enough. Yeah. How have you changed personally as a result of interacting with Bitcoin? I don't know if we touched on that yet. Uh, much lower time preference. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, here's an interesting one. I'm much more intolerant, <laughs> much more intolerant because I don't have to, you know, I don't have to listen to these conversations anymore politically where people are talking about, you know, trying to occupy the victim position. And it's like, well, I'm a bigger victim than you. Well, I'm a bigger victim than you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have to have any stupid conversations anymore and I just find them to be so tedious and time consuming as somebody who is exiting the system and has exited the system to even try and change the system from within. Yeah. It seems like at this point, at least in America, you know, we're all just intent on, um, you know, our generation is going to get in there. Those of us that don't, yeah, those of us that don't get into Bitcoin, they're just going to start printing money and, and you know, they're going to inherit the ash pile. And it's, it's not something I want to be a part of or think about or, discuss with anybody so when i run up against people who do think that way are still entrenched in that system i can be a little intolerant to their views when i when i hear all that stuff on you know that's going on these days with you know socialism this and you know there's just so much ridiculous social related things going on i i wish 
and this is obviously just my opinion, but like I, I wish people knew the extent to which like most of the problems that they're talking about and that they're so opposed to and that they you know so passionately you know think need changing most of them are like largely affected by if not directly caused by the form of like the monetary system you know what i'm saying yes, like central bank policy yeah 100 yeah, yeah like if if and if you, you don't have to you cut down every like weed as it pops up you just use a different soil and you're good you know you don't have to fight a million yeah. battles because you can't win that you know, and it's exhausting and it's no way to live, but yeah, you know, if you just, now, sometimes I get, I get despondent about that because I think, you know, are these people who are just wallowing in their own uh, victimhood, are they going to attack uh, and approach self-sovereignty with the same rigor that all of us are? Probably not. And then that, right, probably not, but then we're going to have to deal with them uh, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> you know, when they've, when they've made bad decisions for 40 years and you're going to be like, well, great. Now you expect me to take care of you. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's a bit of a downer. <laughs> it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a downer. You know, every time I think about the world at large, instead of what's going on in the circular economy and Bitcoin, I'm just like, Oh, really? Yeah. They want to give each other, you know, UBI or they want to everybody, you know, I don't know if you watched any of the democratic debates, but the, the crux of the entire debates were just like, you're racist. I'm racist. Everything is racist. This country is built on racism. And everybody should have free shit. And it's like, okay, right. no. How about no to all of that? Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I watch it. it I, I oscillate. Like, it, Usually I'm more entertained by it than saddened by it just because I left caring about that shit like a long time ago. And so now I just get right. on to be like, how fucked up is shit now? Like I get to hear <laughs> it in the flesh. Like these are, dem these are presidential candidates. And it's always been a you know, dog and pony show. But now it's like, whoa. Like literally yeah. a candidate is running on a platform of elect me president. I will give you free cash. Here's a picture of it on my yeah. Twitter. It's yours. You vote for me. Money, money, money. You know, it's like... Yep. wow we're yeah, at totally. that we're at that place where like it's so overt it's like vote for me i give you money finish you know like when you know we, we were talking about um we were talking about you know simplistic uh, allegories and you know mythical tales and everything i mean one of the simplest ones is aesop's fable of uh, the ants and the grasshoppers and i feel like we are the, us as bitcoiners the people on the path to self-sovereignty we're the ants we're like hey you know winter is coming uh, we're going <laughs> to game of Thrones style hands like winter is coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to work during the summer and we're going to store our, our time and our value and our energy in this thing. You guys should be doing the same. And they're like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> Summer's going to be here forever, you know? Yeah. And, uh, eventually, you know, if you're, if you're a person with a strong moral matrix, you do have to help out the grasshopper when they inevitably come back to you and say, Hey man, let me in, give me some food. And we're going to have to be our brother's keeper in this situation, but I'm not going to like it. I'm going to do it, but it's <laughs> going to be tough, tough love. Big, begrudgingly. Um, yeah. What do you enjoy? This, this may, you may have just answered this, but what do you enjoy the least about this space, like Bitcoin, et cetera, if anything? Mm. I, what do I enjoy the least? I enjoy all the, sh all the shit coinery. All right. I mean, I, I disenjoy the shit coinery. I, it really upsets me to see people getting taken advantage of by people like Vitalik or people like the Tron organization or whatever shit coin of the moment it is, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to see people, um, you know, you can't hodl anything with Bitcoin. You can only hodl Bitcoin, right? You can't, can't hodl fiat, can't hodl shit coins, can't hodl all coins or whatever. They're all shit coins. Yeah. Um, 
Bitcoin is it. Bitcoin is the scarcest resource in the universe. So anybody who's telling you the opposite of that is trying to steal your Bitcoin. And that shit, it just offends me. And I, and it's, I wish I could stop it, but I can't. And, you know, it's like the same grasshopper analogy. Yeah, Ultimately, yeah. these people are going to have, have to get wrecked. And I, I wish I could prevent it, but I can't. Yeah. Um, you know? And the question is, and I don't really like it. That's why I'm, I'm stuttering. But, like, the question is, at what price would you permanently sell over 75% of your Bitcoin? I, I'm getting the vibe. Oh, never. But that's, yeah, right. Never. But so, never. so, so does it just become one of those things where like you basically hold it for as long as possible and then if you have a necessity or if you, you know, you want to spend to support yourself so that you can have that freedom that you mentioned earlier, that's pretty much the only scenario under which you'd liquidate? I will never <laughs> divest myself from my Bitcoin until the um, you know S curve has finished and we're looking at a, a, a slowed um, a di- you know fiat is dying and we're in the we're in the entire we're in hyper Bitcoinization and Bitcoin is taken over and then I would start looking at productive investments uh, to put my Bitcoin into but right. no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be selling for some worthless paper right. anytime soon. And I'm not going to be selling for uh, any consumption-based decisions. Like, I have a house that's paid for. I have cars that are paid for. What do I need? A mansion for what? You know, what do I need? Yeah, I don't need any of that. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not really in this for Lambos or whatever the fuck. I'm in this for changing the entire world's economy and the entire structure of everything. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm passing on all my Bitcoin to the next generation. That's awesome. Is basically my, my answer. I love it. Um have you ever, have you ever, I have to ask this, have you ever purchased other coins? Yes, I, unfortunately. <laughs> so, can you divulge have, which ones? I, yeah, I have, I traded Ethereum all during 16 and 17 to make more Bitcoin. Right. And I feel mild, mildly icky about that, but, you know, it was just free money. It was there for the take. Right. <laughs> Shout out to the dumbass who bought my Ethereum at $180. <laughs> Because you're the real MVP, bro. You held that bag all the way down. Um, okay. Do you believe there are any reliable ways at spotting a paradigm shift? If so, what are they? Kind of what we've been talking about. But I'm fascinated yeah. by – I mean, we were just talking about the dynamic of the people that kind of can't see outside the status quo and as a result you know, right. uh, don't get to uh, reap the, the benefits. Are there any ways you know, of described, spotting a paradigm shift? Yeah, I've shift? described this before. Do you remember that movie Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. Yeah. So in the movie, you know, he knows all the answers because of his lived experience. So I think a lot of us that got in early were like slumdog millionaire types where something just aligned for us and then it all clicked. Um, every, you know, everybody's going to have to come to that in their own way, in their own shape, in their own form. Yeah. And uh, I don't I don't quite know how it goes for everybody because it's very it's an internal process. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you yeah. have a morning routine? If so, what is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm basically just like, uh, you know, every other douchebag on Twitter. It's like, <laughs> Hey man, I think I take cold showers and I fast and I drink just black coffee cold. Cause I'm a real man. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do all, I do, I do all of that. <laughs> okay. Um, how do you define also checking, Bit- checking, checking Bitcoin Twitter and fighting with CNBC host, which is what I did this morning. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a daily ritual. Who, who, uh, 
Well, I was going after uh, I was going after Joe Weisenthal this morning because he was uh, he was saying the having is priced in, and I was like, listen up, fuckface. Uh, we have informational <laughs> asymmetry here. Okay, not everybody knows what you know. Just because you think, just because you know it, doesn't mean everybody knows it. Yeah. And even if they know it, they don't necessarily believe it. Ultimately, the havings are going to be priced in, but this one's not. Yeah. So I had, like, to, I had to correct him. Yeah, fair, language. fair enough. I, I saw some questions. <laughs> I think it was him. I saw some pretty questionable tweets from him, I guess, last week or, or something, but I, I can't remember the nature of it. So moving on. Um, how do you define success? Um, I define success. If you're going to get power, right, and money's power, you're going to only have two options, what you can do with that power. You can use that power to help people or you can use that power to hurt people, to make their lives worse. So you can basically make people's lives better with power or make people's lives worse with power. My definition of success is people who attain power and then use it to make people's lives better. Nice. Love that. Yeah. Um, All right. Last little thing here. Bear with me. This is a word association. So I'll just fire it out and you fire it back. All right. Okay. Satoshi Nakamoto. Genius. Government. Fuckers. Hash rate. The best. The individual. Is key. Security. <clears throat> Paramount. Stack sats. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fiat currency. Dog shit. Altcoins. <laughs> dog shit on top of dog shit. <laughs> Pizza. Oh, the best. Libra. Dog shit on top of dog shit on top of dog shit. Gold. Uh, worthless relic, barbarous relic, and Bitcoin. Uh, the greatest fucking thing in the goddamn universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I can't think of a, a better way to finish off our conversation than calling Bitcoin the, the greatest thing in the goddamn universe. So, um, man, that's it's, it's true. Just I, facts, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the great conversation, brother. Yeah, man. You too. And uh, let's do this again in uh, six to twelve months. I'm sure there'll be lots more to talk about then. Totally. Anytime. All right. Take care, brother. All right. Thanks, John. Cheers. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. If you want to hear more of my conversation with American Hodel, download the further discussion episode. There's about 90 minutes in which we talk about pretty much everything. Really fun chat. So if you enjoyed the rapid fire, I'm sure you'll enjoy that as well. Check it out. Cheers. Bye-bye.